You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello, everybody. This is Jasmine Walker, also known as Jasmine Sade. Today we are here with Podcast Detroit for my show, Let's Talk. Today is a very special segment for me. I have a special guest, my mother, Sida Walker. Say hello, everybody. Hey, let's talk about it. <laughs> I'm going to consider, I'm going to call this topic here a Phoenix Rising. And we're going to talk about life after incarceration. If you guys uh, don't know, which some know and most don't know, I once was a teenager at the age of, what, 16? Yes, it was. 16 when my mother was incarcerated and my father and my uncle also and a host of others. So I felt like this here was a touchy subject and a chance for you guys to get to know me and my mother on a somewhat personal level. So we're going to talk about the where she is now in life after her incarceration and far as with family values and a host of other things. So you can... Feel free to talk, Mom, or you want me to ask you a few questions? I mean, it's up to you, daughter. First okay. and foremost, let's give some honor to God. And I want to say I am very proud of you. Congratulations for following your dreams and doing what you're trying to do. Let's do big things. Let's talk about it and let's get this money the legal way. <laughs> Thank you. And if you guys want want to have any questions or anything, feel free to call in at 248-579-5295. Again, that's 248-579-5295. Any of our family in Chicago, here in Detroit, Arizona, everywhere, just call in if you got some questions for myself or my mother, Sida. But I want to ask you, Mom, because I never really got a chance to ask you so many questions. I go around, you know, here and there. When did you realize that you were going to become like, you know, as they say, slang term, a hustler or go down the paths or traits to be in the streets? To be very honest, I realized that at a young age because of the environment I was being raised in and because of the household I was in, it wasn't like um, my grandparents pressed me about college. The main thing in my household was, you must finish high school, and when you turn 18, you need to get out of here. And at the time, the era I was coming up in, they had this really large organization called Young Boys Incorporated, and I'm just sitting back watching and looking and seeing this what I thought was this really fabulous lifestyle they was living, which it probably was at the time, not throwing no shots at anybody, but... I used to just be up on Hamilton and running all around Holland Park, the city I grew up in. And I used to be saying, whoa, I want me a guy like that so I can have me some money. Okay. And I'm going to just add this in early on, you guys. When I look at my mom and I see what all she went through and what she may go through now, she is definitely the perfect example of not looking like it. And I say that to say... As in just from her being away from that long period of time and being away from me and I had a child when she left and a host of other things. To see so much that she overcame and being that she was gone for so long and came home when I was 26. I will say that was uh, oof, 
that was a hell of a fight for her, but I'm glad to see her sitting here and we can talk about it and somewhat laugh about some of the stuff because I never thought that I would get that day to see where she would be home and I could sit with her and laugh with her or ride in the car with her, something as simple. And I'm also say out to young girls also, you only get one mother. So you cherish your mom as much as possible and you spend as much time as you can. Don't take it for granted. And I also want to ask you, mom, when you live that lifestyle, knowing that it's always two ways out of it, you know, that's how you always told me and always talked to me about it, you and my dad, what was it like? What was the status and the heights of it at the moment when you was living it? Well, I don't know. I guess... Um I guess we would have to decide at which level because we started out as some little, you know, small fries running around Holland Park doing little different things to get money. But it didn't end like that. At some point, we did get that money, and we got a lot of it. But um, I knew early on that I was going to prison. I, I just knew it because the way I was living and how close I was in my mom's footsteps. And I knew that I wasn't going to uh, get off into using drugs because I looked at my mother and I knew where that could lead to. But I, I definitely, you know, knew I was going to sell it and get in trouble for it. But I had already told myself in my mind, I'm going to do two years and I'll be fine and I'm going to come on back home. My brother and my co-defendant did not want me messing around in those streets. They both told me, stay at home and raise the kids. If we ever get in some trouble, you're going to go down too. And I was like, well, I guess that's some that's the risk I'm going to take. And I took it, and I did go. Okay, when you think back, now that you're home or while you was there, do you feel like it was worth the risk? Mm, no, it wasn't worth the risk. Do I have any regrets about anything I did in the past? Uh, maybe a few pertaining to certain people, but no regrets about living large while I did. But, um, no, I don't have no regrets about anything. You live and you learn. Okay, that's a very good answer. We also just had another special guest that just came in, my best friend, Ranisha Thomas. And she can touch bases with you guys also because she rode this journey right along with me from the moment we met in 10th and 11th grade. And she knew what was going on. She would take trips with me to go visit my mom. If she had money, she would make sure she would send it. We just really, we rocked out together. And also, my god sister, Destiny Redman, she she helped a lot, too. So you want to say something, Nisha? Hello, everyone. Um, I'm kind of cut at the end. I'm at the end of it. So um, all I can kind of say about it is, I mean, it was something new to me because I've never went through that in you know, before and just I would just make sure I was there to support her. I mean, going to see her mom was just to see how she was just strong through the whole process and just me not knowing anything about it and just kind of, you know, just being being there to support you. That was like my main thing, like just to make sure, you know, I held you up. That's what best friends are for. Of course, of course. And daughters. Yes. Love her. She, she, I lost my mother um, 
when I was 16. So I kind of took on another mom around that time as well. So that was like amazing as well, just to like learn about them as mother and daughter and just to see how that bond just kind of, you know, stuck. So, yeah. And we're still here, and we're still rocking and rolling. Yep, I still call her. Um, that's my mama. Right, I could she, drive her crazy, <laughs> and she could drive me crazy, but that's my mom. Mm-hmm. So once again, if you guys have any questions or anything you want to say anything to us, feel free to call two four eight five seven nine five two nine five. Again, I'll repeat it slower: two four eight five seven nine five two nine five. We're here to talk. And we have a special person, Saida. And I'm Ooh. honored that she's on my first segment. So this is a big ordeal for me. I had to be first. I'm mom. That's exactly. how I go. Mm-hmm. Family first. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jazz, this I know it's a lot of things you probably have wanted to ask me and you never have. Um, We're not going to go super personal right. on the Got air. You. But if yeah. there's anything else you want to ask me, feel free. Anything. And all my Chicago sisters that did this time with me that left their children behind, reach out, call in. I was actually going to get to that part, too, because I wrote a little, like, few little mental notes. When you were away, being that I was 16 when you left and I was 26, a mother when you came home in a full relationship, just so much had changed, even though I kept you up to date on emails with everything. Yes, I asked a lot of questions. Too many sometimes. That's like I'm not answering all of that. Do you think, like, honestly, do you think it was hard getting to know me all over in a way, being that we were physically separate versus, you know? Uh, Yes and no. Mm-hmm. And it's still, I'm still getting to know you. I've been home three and a half years. It will be four years, June the 17th. So every year for me is like, yay, another year. Because the years out here go faster than the years in there. Time is time. It's 24-7. It's 365. But it is a total difference in the clock in there than the clock out here. So every year, of course, it felt like forever. And I kept looking at the calendar like, man, where is 2015? But we were away, but I still tried my best to mother from the prison. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, I had to get to know you over and I'm still learning you because that's just what it is. That's that's how life goes. When you're away from somebody like that, time stands still for no man. Yeah. I remember I used to be, uh, remember Nisha, mm-hmm. uh, if I can't figure this out, let me, let me email my mama and see uh, what she mm-hmm. think. Yep. I still remember like yesterday I was at work. Typical day for me. And, talking to my co-workers and stuff and she called me and said jasmine well she sounded so different i'm like what's up what's wrong i got my date to come home i'm like stop mm-hmm. punking me right now seriously i'm at work i, I don't want to cry in front of these people they strangers to me basically <laughs> she's like no i'm serious i said no stop playing i stopped working and started crying i was like y'all gotta excuse me let me go to the bathroom she coming home mm-hmm. That was because my date had changed because I was supposed to come home. Well, I'm sure you would have still been that same way, yeah. even had it been the original date. Oh, we have a caller, you guys. Hello. Hello. Hey, who am I can speaking with? Me? Yeah, I can hear you. This is K Ron. Hi, sister. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Ma. Hi, Nisha. Hey, Hi. daughter. Let's talk about it. 
good topic, you guys. Thank um, you. I'm very proud of you, sis. I'm proud of you, mom. You know, I'm so happy you home. I just wanted to call in and congratulate. And also, um, I actually wanted to ask, what was your first, this is to you, Ma. Okay. When you first got home, with everything that you and Jasmine had to be separated for, what was your first initial thought when you came home on how to kind of start off into the world on your relationship and kind of help her kind of go farther from where you left her at when she was younger? Um... You know what? That's a good question. But it's so much because you know me. I ask a lot of questions. I be want a lot of answers to my questions. But um, I don't know. My first thing was because, you know, um, when I came home, Jasmine was a mom. And um, she had finally settled down because, you, know, you know, I ain't with that different guys and all that kind of stuff. And I actually got to meet him that day because he came with her to pick me up. But my main thing was, let me find out exactly what's going on with Jasmine and her life and see what area she need me in to help her get on track with whatever it is she need to get on track with, whether it was being a mother or uh, figuring out a bill or or anything, whatever, because my thing was, I'm back and I'm here to help you with whatever. So if I come across something mm-hmm. and you need it, you can have it. I ain't worried about me. I've already been there and done that. Okay. Good response. Have to call in and check in. And Thank talk to you. you guys. And congratulations you. And congratulations you on your little girl. Love you guys. Thank Love you. you too. Bye. Bye. Alrighty. I just got a, a text. I don't know if she's going to call. She all the way in Texas from Destiny. She said she just wanted to say that my mom has always been the same with or, with or without money. And she appreciate her genuine spirit. Uh, genuine spirit. She can't call because she's in the hospital with Kobe. Oh, okay. But she okay. said she love you and appreciate your genuine spirit. So she's listening. I love you too, Destiny. Always have, always will. I definitely try to be the same. Because I am who I am, and that's just what it is, with or without money. Of course, yes, I do miss having money, but Mm -hmm. it don't stop me from moving day to day, doing what I got to do, and being happy. I'm just happy to be back with my family, my daughter, her kids. You know, I'm just happy. I'm just a happy person. My name's Saida, and it's Arabic, and it means happy. And I'm happy. Yeah, you definitely are happy. You Even with us being the same sign, I'm more the mean one. She more the happy, outgoing one. You're not the mean one. It's just when somebody brings it out of you, then it's like, <laughs> right. you better run. <laughs> That's how it is. Mine got a question. What? How did you feel when you got out? Did you think the world kind of changed a little bit? Because you, did you have like a lot of insight of the world when you were in? I tried my best to keep up with everything that was going on through Jasmine because for that whole 10 years, we communicated pretty much, you could say, every single day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Things had changed drastically. Yes. And I was like, wow. Like, even the city I came from, first thing I wanted to do was stop by my grandma's house in Holland Park. And I did. And Mm -hmm. when we came up off the freeway, I don't know who are familiar with Glendale and Hamilton, but when we turned right there and I looked at Hamilton, I said, this look like the wild, wild west. (laughs) A tumbleweed in the road out Hamilton. John Wayne coming out. What is going on? And, um, like, everything had just changed so much. And 
I started out with the type of telephone they told me I had to have, but I kept looking at <laughs> Jasmine and Rick, and I said, wait a minute, hold on. She said, what y'all got? I wanted I to. What kind of phone? So, so <laughs> they, she started like Jasmine, Demi, Ebony, all of them was showing me how to catch back up and get with 2015. And she caught on fast because mm-hmm. she hadn't came across an iPhone or nothing. Like when she left, we had, uh, what I have? I had a sidekick and I had a next tail. Oh my gosh, I remember so, that. So, yeah, it's just funny. Like when I think back to the situation and different things, it just, it, it goes to show you a big message on value, life, and time. Because mm-hmm. just as fast as you have something and it's there in front of you, it can be taken away. I never would have thought that in a million years I would have to have my mom and my father who's been around me since, you know, since she's had me be gone. And you go through different things in life. And now as I'm an adult, a grown woman... And when I went through that rebellious stage or different things, I do want to personally thank my cousin, Natalie Woods. She took the time out, which she didn't have to, to help raise me. At the time, she was 25, 26. And she was 25. She was 25. She raised me and my cousin, Ebony, so we could continue to go to a good school and be in a good environment of what we were used to or how we were brought up because my mom didn't raise me in the city. Mm-hmm. So... I appreciate her for that, Anisha. You know, because you always came over. I was like, shout out to that because I wouldn't yeah. have met. I wouldn't have met Jasmine, right? And I ended met. up going to Stevenson High School yep. in Livonia. But also, which I kind of know the answer, but I I want to hear you all the way, Ma. What was the hardest moment when you were away? Mm. All the moments was hard, but Mm -hmm. like I said, because I'm always happy and the type of personality I have, I was able to adjust and adapt to the situation because I knew I was not coming back to 2015. But the hardest moment, I would have to say, was when they came to get me to tell me my mother passed. Yep, that was it. Everything else was, shoot, a piece of cake. I said... A little stupid prosecutor and stupid judge. If they could see what we sitting here doing, I'm here getting my nails and toes done and making cheesecakes. This is stupid <laughs> and it's a waste of time. The taxpayers' money is being wasted. But aside from that, I just did what I had to do. It was just, you know, that situation with them letting me know my mother had passed. And uh, like I told Rick, because I, <clears throat> I always remember this like as if it was yesterday. That day, when my grandma passed away, and I had to call up there to let them know to get in contact with my mom about her mother, that was hard. But it also showed me uh, a big growth part, some some strength in me I thought I never had. And she held it together as much as possible she even planned the funeral from away from being away as far as obituary and everything else. So I just want to say, if nobody told you, you did it. Sorry to get so emotional on you guys, but that was touchy. So to kind of switch it up a little bit, I just had two more guests come in because I have a supporter family. And I'm proud of it. I got my Uncle Eddie here. 
He also was gone away. He's always been not only just an uncle, but also like a father figure in my life, too. Also spoiled me then and still now. I'll call him be a brat. And also got another special family member here, B. He also have done time, too. And I'm going to say this, why I'm so close with him while he was away. I didn't remember him because I was a little bitty girl when he left. But while he was away, he always made sure to call and check on me and my son, Jaden, and kept his word and his famous line that I can never forget when he talking. You hear me? You feel me? You hear me? You feel me? <laughs> so thank you, B, for always checking on me and my son because he'll pop up in a minute to my house. You good? You straight? But thank you if I never told you. Thank you for always being there. And you played an important role for the time of why you came around. And I can remember you. If you want to speak, Uncle Eddie, feel free. Introduce yourself. What up, what up? This E-Dub. You know what it is. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever questions you want to ask. Or, I don't know. You know, sometimes you be numb to that. You know, you got to deal with it. Best way you know how. I'm going to ask you like I asked my mom because I know it's it's different from a male being in prison from a female. It's a whole different world. What was what made you realize, you yourself, that I want to get in the streets and this is what I'm going to do? Because I know you and my mama, y'all like Hansel and Gretel, thick as thieves. <laughs> y'all too. I mean, to be honest, shit, I like to eat good. And, and and grandma and was on that on that uh, wild game food and all that, <clears throat> but I don't know. Just shit. I was I was young. I was seeing too much. You know, I, I think I like experienced my first shootout or, or or being right there. I don't remember like nine ten, and I don't know. It did something to me. I was like, Sh- I'm gonna get money. Yeah, I will say though. Even it just stood out to me when you said you see so much. Because in this day and age, all you know, our age group and younger, we got social media. So I will say sometimes it'd be almost convincing, like, damn, I see this, I see that. They getting it like this, getting it like that. You'd be almost tempted to do something crazy or try to find a, a, a way to get quick money versus just taking your time. Well, <clears throat> it was different back then. Mm-hmm. You know, it was more or less like it was more respect on it, like, you know, once I realized that I was in the streets to the level that I was in the streets mm-hmm. and just realizing that the people that was depending on you or you realizing what you bring to the table before you even realize what you're doing, I mean, we was, you know, aunties and, and, and you know, mamas. and Like, it was people that we were shoving money out to unconditionally that you just didn't even think about it because that's what we did. It's a little different now because it's... it's you know, I feel like the younger generation are just, like, for themselves because that's, they, I don't know, it's the way we raise them. Like, I'm going to get them everything they need. Mm-hmm. So they don't think about it like that. So it was a lot riding on is what I'm trying to say. It wasn't just about I'm going to get out here and get this money. But at the same time, it was like, shit, it's a village. You know what I'm saying? Do you feel like it was worth the risk with you being, that you had to leave your kids at the time and you had a new baby on the way and? I mean, I, I just feel like I don't regret it mm-hmm. because it, it, it molded me and shaped me into who I am mm-hmm. as far as uh, knowing how to treat people, 
knowing how to deal with things. You know, it was a bad situation. You know, nothing worth your freedom at the end of the day. Ain't no amount of money. But, shit, it was, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain at the time. Mm-hmm. But, it, it, you know, you just had your days. Yeah. You know, because I feel like had I not did that and not went through all them things, I would still be uh, living this false type uh, situation of, of, of thinking what it is and what it's not. Or this certain image you so, got to live up to or something. Yeah, you know, like during that time, it made you capable of knowing who you are, period, mm-hmm. as a person, what you're capable of, you know, what you can stand. You know, because I've seen some of the most gangsters, toughest niggas crying and all type of shit and, and, and falling off because they was never built for that. But, you know, you have to be mentally strong to do time and, and be away from your family. But, you know, somewhere along with yeah, the men, definitely. I locked it in to the point that they're not even hurting me. They're hurting my kids and they're hurting my family. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, I apologize to my family and my kids. And it, it, it affect the whole situation to, to this day as we speak. But, you know, I try not to live in the past. Yeah, you got to, to me, you got to grow from your past. And as my mom always telling me, she always in my ear. Stay ready so you never have to get ready. And again, I just want to touch with everybody and tell you guys why I call this topic once again a phoenix rising. Because when you look up the meaning behind the phoenix rising, it's not just that that bird or whatever you see, the flame or whatever. It's the whole metaphor behind the rebirth and the beginning of a new life. So anything from your past, you kind of burn it. It's ashes. It's done. And it could represent a victory. And when you get a victory and a chance of a new life and a new beginning, you take heed to it. I'm sitting here now with three family members, not nothing to brag on, that have did real life, long time, state, federal, prison, all of that stuff. And to look at all three of them now and to see that they didn't let the time do them. That's like to me. I'm I'm clapping. I'm like, wow. Me too. You Woo. you see so many people that go in there and come back either not right or can't adjust to the real world or can't come to grips. Like, you know, this is what it is. So I take these three and I take it as a big example and be like, okay, this, you know, keep it to moving. So I just wanted to tell y'all that. And like I said, if you got any questions, again, dial two four eight five seven nine. Five two nine five. I got a question for you, and oh, we got a caller. Sorry about that. Hold on one second. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I know this voice. (laughs) I do too. (laughs) Yeah, it's a tell. (laughs) <laughs> How are you, Ashatel? I'm wonderful. So this is this is my question I propose. Um, I realize that God allows things to happen even though we have free will to make decisions on our own, but I realize that God allows things to happen to stretch our faith. What was the point of all of the those involved in the life as well as myself? What was the point? where God has stretched you to the point where you knew that you had to depend or rely on him. 
or is that to the point where anybody is at yet? Because all of us are at different phases of our relationship with God. Everybody's relationship is totally different. And so at what point did you guys get to the point where I know I can't do this no more without him? You know what? Because at some point it wasn't just so easy. It wasn't your makeup. It wasn't within your will. It wasn't because you were so strong. It wasn't because of your community influences. It wasn't because of your DNA. At some point, you guys were broken. Definitely. Um, you know what? I knew it before I even got in trouble. But you definitely get to that breaking point where you where you know and you say it out loud. I can't do this no more. And God, I need you. But let me tell you something that happened to me that was so weird and so funny because I actually was falling to pieces in prison about the thing with my mom passing and me not being able to be there, like literally breaking, falling. And I was like, how is this happening to me? And I'm so strong. And I was sitting there one day on the bunk like, man. This is really difficult and hard for me. And I just like really felt like a broken up piece of puzzle or something. And I said out loud, God, help me. Put me back together. And when I tell people this story, they be looking at me crazy. And I ain't shared it with a lot of people. But I swear on everything I love and on on Jesus Christ's name, I felt two hands come into that room at the prison and start pushing me back together all over my body from the top to the bottom, just pushing me back together. Like, listen, you're going to be okay. This grieving process is what you have to go through. This is what life is all about. But I felt him pushing me back together. And I've always known that God was real. And even before prison with all the hustling and stuff, we still was at church every Sunday. We still was doing everything we thought was raising the kids right. Y'all stay out the streets. Y'all get the good grades. Y'all get ready for college. We going to church on Sunday. Get your stuff on. Make sure you put money in. And mm-hmm. I was stuck. I was talking to my pastor, telling him how I was straddling the fence between both worlds because I wanted to jump on over and do right by God. But at the same time, That money and the devil was still pulling me and calling me. But when that happened to me and I prayed out loud, God helped me, put me back together. I felt them two hands push me back together. And I was okay. I was okay. I started, like, coming back to life and being able to socialize and move around and get myself together for my out date because that was 2013. And I was like, in two more years, this will be over. I'll be home. And even now, I still be like, God, why is my life, like, at a standstill? Why is everything going so slow? Why don't have all this money? Why don't have this? Why don't have that? And then I always be like, sorry to stop. You asked him to put you back together, and he did. You're fine. It's people out there that's way less fortunate than you. You have a roof over your head. You have uh, food in your stomach, food in the refrigerator. Your health is good. You with your brother whom I'm his mama now because when my mama left, that made me mom. He don't believe it, but I am. I don't care what he say. But I'm okay, and I just thank God all the time that I'm okay, and I'm free, and my brother's sitting right across the table from me, and my daughter's sitting on the other side of me, and we good. And it's all because of the grace of God, because his grace and his mercy put me back at this table. 
Man, that's beautiful. E Dub. What up? Who is this? Chantel. I want. I want to know. Chantel. Who? Not Chantel. Chantel. Destiny Mom. Oh, what up, though? <laughs> what up, though? It's not like you didn't tell the public who you were. Right, right. I just said, you know, you know what it is. Hey. So I, I want you to chime in on, you know, the same question, the answer, the same question, because I really feel that it's it's not by happenstance that her podcast is on a Sunday mm. and she is the woman that she is and she is the woman of God. And so she expresses it in her regular life. You know, this is how this young lady lives now. And it's because of what you two instilled in her. So y'all instilled it in her whether you've seen it or not. And so God used you as that vessel to do so. Um, it's not by happenstance that you put her in, you know, schools that taught the Bible, that taught, taught the Word. And so um, it's, it's just, it, it's supposed to be this way. And so I believe your stories and your testimony will help others um, because I'm going through the process. I've been in uh, prison ministry for over 31 years now, and I'm mm-hmm. going through dealing with it all over again on a much more personal level. Okay, okay. So the closest person to me in my life is my brother. You know, your siblings, when you when you have a sibling, they're with you more than your parents. Mm-hmm. Because you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you raised together as children, so it's a bond that's really indescribable. And I had one of his friends tell me, well, you know, that's my brother. No, he's not. He's my brother. <laughs> Tell him again. With everything in me. Like, <laughs> with everything in me. Like, I can't change that. Like, you made a decision to make him your brother. This is what God decided was perfect. God just said, this is a perfect union that I would have you be blood. And so, I, I just feel like when you share something of this magnitude, it's going to help somebody else and help them endure in life because, like I initially said, all of our paths are different. But sometimes when somebody else tells you how they made it, it will help you make it. Yes, I truly so, do believe so that. That's why I, so that's why I proposed the question, not passing judgment, because I did some of the things that you did, but I, I wasn't on a high payroll. I was on the low end of the payroll. I was doing it for fun. I was doing it uh, to be a part of a group. I wasn't doing it because that's where my heart was at. Okay. I mean, well, to answer your question, originally you, you said what was like one of like your breaking point, the point where you knew you needed to. What was to? the point where you knew that it wasn't by your strength, it was by God's strength. Like you knew <clears throat> unequivocally, I can't do this without him, without his participation. Well, I think it was the, I think it was at the point when, when 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 I got shot for the second time, you know, because that whole experience of of somebody literally trying to blow your face off, and and you see your life flash in front of you, and you know and survive that with bullets jumping around you, you know where you basically, you basically uh, I don't know how to explain it, but it's kind of like you having a talk with yourself because you know this is the last talk you gonna have. And I don't know, you know, so so for God to spare me 
not only once but twice, you know, to spare me like that. You know, literally with someone shooting you, you know, at that range, you know, to be that close to you. So, you know, to survive that and go through that and experience it with whatever ways that I went through that, you know, not getting too deep with it, you know, it it was a breaking point. It was a point in my life that I knew then that I had to change my life because I prayed plenty of nights to not die like a dog in the streets. You know, know, I've been in the streets alone. You know, that's what it was with me. You know, so I prayed many a nights not to die in the street like a dog because that, that, that's something, you know, I never lived my life personally and treated people to that magnitude that I felt I deserved that. And that's exactly what, what was, was going to happen from the first time I got shot to the second. And, you know, to survive that again and, and be get that, get that chance and, and have them inner thoughts, he was telling me then that you're going to change your ways. And I'm going to see to it. And, you know, that's why I'm here right now, because um, I, I had to change a whole lot. I wouldn't uh, have no time to sit down and talk on nobody nothing and do nothing but what I do every day, all day. So, you know, you know, I just hope somebody do hear that and I hope it do, do something for them. But, you know, that was the reality of it, you know, to, 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 to see your face going to be blown off and, and, you know, you catch the bullet in your hand. And, and, and your hand strong enough to keep that bullet right there to this day. You know, that meant it was something more than just my flesh. It was somebody governing over me. It, it was, it, you know, it's other things to do. You know, it's, it's bigger than me. So that, that would have been my breaking point. You know, and that was before <coughs> prison. And I'm going to chime in real quick to say that when you go through different big experiences in life, far as like how I went through with losing y'all to the to the system, when you really, really think, sometimes always, well, I'm going to say it's not always the, you know, the good way to always want to get the fast money, quick, fast, in a hurry. It's okay to say, oh, I work or I'm, I'm chilling is. back with my family, my friends, because... Once you gone, you gone. Far as death, jail, or whatever. So to be able to sit with your family or kids, grandkids, my mama, grandmother too. She was here to experience me right in the room having a second baby. You could take that over anything. And I'm gonna keep yeah. saying it. I never thought I would get a day where I could sit with my uncle and them, laugh it, laugh, chop it up, have family dinners, all types of stuff. So I take all of that now and just be like, I'm soaking it in. I'm loving it. We all go through our rough patches, but family is all you got at the end, beginning, and middle of the day. Hashtag family first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I enjoyed your responses, and I do believe it's going to help somebody. I think it's going to help people in a great deal. And I think your podcast is just uh perfect for for who you are so i'm so happy for your success and i look forward to god opening many more doors for you god bless you all of you guys have a supernatural sunday i love you i love you too too. too. i'm gonna have me a supernatural sunday All right, if you guys got any questions for family, friends, I know y'all watching me live on Facebook and everything else, call 248-579-5295. 
Well, my show is called Let's Talk. So let's talk. We're going to lay it all out on the table. Ooh, and like I Facebook. said, this first this first topic was touchy, but it was a way for me to give you guys a chance to know Jasmine Walker. Know what I come from, where I'm at in this given moment, and what I went through. And basically, I'm not afraid to share my life story with nobody. I tell somebody in a minute, this is what I went through. It ain't for no bragging rights or no respect because I'm going to get respect regardless. But it just gives you a chance to get to know me. I don't have anything to hide and I'm not playing phony. But I want to ask my mom, my uncle, and I want to ask B too. Do you guys feel like it's been hard to adjust from when you come from making millions, like no exaggeration, millions to a a different everyday lifestyle to how you got to change up? Hell yes. <laughs> but I would rather be free than locked up making cheesecakes, and in the TV room telling somebody, look, we not watching sci-fi all day. <laughs> now, I don't want to put my hands on you, old lady, but that's my last time telling you. We're not watching that all day. I'll take my freedom over anything. Do I regret the past? No, I do not. I enjoy my freedom, and I want to stay free. But, hey, it is what it is. Like I said, you live and you learn. What about you, buddy? I mean... Yeah, I know. I definitely ride that wave. I ride that wave, but you know, I look at it like this: if you could take, if we can do that and, 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 and illegally, and, and be that successful with being illegal, then I could take that energy and do something positive and do something right and still earn money because I don't need ten cars no more and I don't need a house everywhere I go. Right. But I do like to live the way I like to live. So, you know, that hunger gonna be there, and it need to stay there. Until you get where you need to be in life, you just don't need to be out here doing anything or making your playing yourself. You know what I'm saying? You no, I don't want to use the words that I was finna I was finna go there, but right. you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, so I that know hunger, that is. hunger gonna definitely be there. And if and if I'm any type of way that I feel I'm not, I'm gonna get to it. But I'm just gonna do it the right way. Right. What about you, D? Me personally. I'd rather see my family in the living room instead of the visiting room. Yeah. So it's really that simple. And then every time I think about doing something that I used to do, I think about what I did that got me where I was at. Right. I know what the consequences is. Now I'm older. I was younger then. So it's about being smart, not dumb or tough. Hey, hey B, I got a quick question. How much time have you actually did? Because you did way more time than me. Yeah. How much you have you actually state, did? Because right? I never asked you that question. Two. I always really wanted to know. Combine. Combine everything. All together. How much time have you got? 20, 21. Oof. Now y'all hear that. And he was in state. And I'm going to say from experience because I go visit my aunt up in Ypsilanti. Huron, Huron, right, Mom? Yeah. Huron. She, she's in Ypsilanti, but it's called Huron Valley. If y'all if don't if anybody don't know, when you go in those visiting rooms, it's a culture shock in a way. And I'ma say that because you damn near feel like they stripping you. You gotta take off your shoes, take off your socks, do this, open your mouth, lift your feet, this and that, and da da da. It's just so much. So Thank God for our loved ones that'll do that. Yeah. So when I go up there, I try to block all that out from my head. Like, my main focus is making sure my auntie get a visit. We can laugh, talk, sit for three, four hours or whatever. But 
if anybody out there is just thinking about doing something crazy or whatever, think before you take action. Because it's, it's not nothing nice in there. And I just know from being in the visiting room for visiting state and visiting my family and fed, it, it's not fun. It's really not. And especially being a girl and growing up and I had to learn everything faster or harder and bump my head a few times. But I made it out of it and I'm very thankful for it. And, and if anybody don't know, it's different times from being in state and being in fed. And you can possibly get what good time, right? With it, it's, yeah, it's um, very they say eighty seven percent, but it's about eighty five percent. And um, state state of Michigan ain't no good time. You gotta do what you, you gotta, gotta serve do. everything. And just seeing seeing her in that, she do keep her spirits high though. I will say that, and she walking the time down. She left when I was ten years old, and I'll be thirty in a few months. So she walking it down. So, shout out to my Man, Aunt Chrissy. Shout out, shout out, Chrissy girl. Shout out to my Aunt Chrissy. Chrissy girl. Be up there one of these Sundays. Also, want to ask y'all, have it, do you think it's harder now trying to figure different things out and deal with different things, being that the money not as large and just running as long? Uh, I yes. Just, you got to adjust to the times. You have to adjust to the younger uh, generation of how things are. You can't, you just have to adjust because. If you stay kind of trapped in between. Sorry to cut you off. We got a caller. Let's take it. Hello. Hi. Good afternoon. Happy Sunday. Hey, happy Sunday. Who am I this speaking with? This is my with? sister. Which, oh, Shout hey. Got my guy mom calling from <laughs> Chicago. That's That's how you know the love is real. I just want you guys to know that I love you guys so very much and you guys have truly, truly kept it real, and you have made my day. I love you, too, Grandma. You know what, sister? I got a quick question. I'm going to let Jasmine do her show how she do. But you being a mother and leaving your two children behind and a grandchild, how was that for you? Oh, my God. It was the toughest time that I have ever endured in my entire life. Um, and if I did not have faith, <laughs> I would not have made it. We were just talking um, about that. Okay. Seriously. Um, I really, really feel like God literally picked me up and carried me through because I had no idea. Seriously, it was like I was in a storm. I had never endured that type of pain before because it wasn't the pain of doing the time. It was the pain of being away from everybody that I love and not being able to reach out and touch them. You know, it's one thing when you come from a big family and you're kind of like the fixer of the family. Something goes wrong, you don't want to fix it. You want to take care of everybody. And once you're stripped of your powers, so you thought you had it in the first place, um, and you have to solely depend on God to make it right and him sit you down and make everybody else man up and do what they need to do. Um, it was tough. It was tough for me because I, I was, I'm used to being hands-on and I had to be hands-off of everything. So um, I thank God that I 
did the time, and that the time didn't do me. Mm-hmm. But he made me even stronger on the flip side than I ever was. I would, <laughs> I would have never ever pictured myself being in prison ever. It was not in my calling. It, it just, it just wasn't. And I have made some amazing friends and family. I mean, it was just, everything happens for a reason. It was just meant to happen, but it was meant to make you think going forward on how you needed to move around in order for your life to be better, in order for you to be successful, in order to make you grow. And, you know, you learn who the people are that should be around you mm-hmm. and those that should. It's, it's, it's an eye-opener. Mm-hmm. It was really an eye-opener. So... And I'm I'm just glad that God kept my family while I was gone because I know a lot of people lost a lot of loved ones while we were away. But I'm just so happy that God kept, you know, my parents and my kids and my grandkids and just the whole nine yards. So, yeah, glad we made it (laughs) to be on the other side. I'm going to ask you, God, Mom, because I remember when you came home, too, because you contacted me and kept your word and always stayed in touch with me and been a big help far as if it's just a listening ear or talking to me or anything. Do you feel that from you leaving from that time and, you know, learning different lessons in life, how you came home and from what I see, you you bounced back and you you didn't stop. You ain't look back. How was that for you? Was you scared to do that or you knew like I got I'm determined. I got an ambition. I got to go. I'm going to make it happen with my business and, and whatever else. Well, I always knew that I was a go-getter, but I've always kind of been a lot of people don't notice about myself, but I've always been kind of on the shy side and kind of to myself. I've never been a person that have showboated or been very flamboyant with my life. However, I knew that I had promises made and private and secret conversations with God. And the only thing, like I said, I know that I remember in one of the conversations, I said, Lord, just make the second half of my life better than the first half was, you know. And any wrongs that I had out there, Lord, let's get let's get them right. Help me to get them right and help me to move on because my past is exactly what it is. It is my past. However, I know that I have a bright future um, ahead of me and I want to be able to, you know, make me proud of what I can do. And it's been just that. I don't even know how I got to the state that I am right now, seriously, um, because, again, I've always been that type of people person that did not like a lot of people around me. I never had an entourage. I, I would have never thought that. <laughs> and I'm going to say this too. <laughs> Looking at how you, my mom, uh, Mary, uh, Shonda, even with y'all living in different states from Chicago to Kentucky and what, St. Louis and Detroit. Y'all oh. damn sure show the importance of a sisterhood and that you ain't got to be blood to be somebody's sister and be 100 and yeah. genuine with each other. So I look at y'all and I'll be yeah. like, that's how me and my best friend is or my close friends because yeah. I don't like a lot of people and around me. Know, so if we need each other, we dare. I don't care if it's a four-hour yeah. drive, five-hour drive. I don't care if we will fly for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> we love each other just that much. 
you know. Yeah, we, yeah boss chick. Yes, we love each other just that much, and, and, and we love each other's family. So my kids know who my sisters are. They call them auntie. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. It's family. Yeah, so I was say I be feeling like I'm really like relate like blood related to y'all. I be talking yeah, to Tanisha. Let them in because they family. Like I trust them. I trust them with my life because when I did not feel like I had a life, they were absolutely all I had, and we all kept each other lifted up in faith and prison. I remember Jazz. When you were in labor with Jaden, honey, we all was there. <laughs> yeah, I kept. Did not go through it by yourself. We was yeah. all in on that phone call. And it's crazy because so right when it was time for me to push out the blue, my mom called, and I think uh, who had the phone? I want to say my other guy, mom, Sandy. Somebody had my phone. They was like, "This your mama on the phone?" He was like, "Jazz got to push." So even with her being gone in a, in a, a different state. It felt like her presence and her spirit was there to help me through that because that was a tough time having to be in labor. Absolutely. Every girl wants their mom there, but Absolutely. you know, those different experiences Absolutely. have made me into the, and molded me into the woman I am today. And I still have a lot of growing and learning to do. So I, every day I'll be like, well, let me get up and learn something new today. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Uh, I really am. I'm proud of the woman that you have become. And I love you guys so much. I'm not going to keep you on because I'm headed out. Um, but, you know, just everybody just stay prayed up. You mm-hmm. know where you've been. You don't know where you're going. But your life is so, 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 so much, you know. And you have so much good ahead of you that, you know, no turning back. Onward and upward. Mm-hmm. I'm going right. to keep that for 2019. Thank you, sister. Right, love All right, you. Love you. Right. Okay. Hey, Eddie. What up, though? Hey, you all right? <laughs> I'm good. All right. I see you bossing up, flying to lunch and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know she a boss chick. Okay, right. Ma, have a good Sunday. All right. Have a good one. See you guys later. Okay. All right. And while we're at it, I want to tell my little gossip, Didi, happy birthday. She is 21, so you know what that is. Super legal. She can take 21? Yeah, she's 21. So have a shot for me because I got to go to work at 6 o'clock in the morning. So have one for me. <laughs> Her daddy officially old. 21. Yeah, That's B old. daughter. Oh, my goodness. 21. Who Whew. That's B, B daughter. She's yeah. 21. She's legal. What? You know what, B? I ain't know that. I ain't know she was that grown. Yeah. Me, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's crazy. You that did so much time. I I, I didn't even know he had a twenty one year old daughter. Yeah. I mean, I know he got kids and stuff, but you know, he's time, got her. You know, everything kind of go back to this this subject today because it it, it make things to where you at with it right now. You know, I've been we doing probably should have her time. here. Oh. She probably getting ready for His her daughter. her festivities for that big twenty one. That's yes. how I was when I turned twenty one. I was ready. That's how I'm be this year because I'm turning thirty. I'm gonna be super ready, ready. <laughs> but okay. right, and you'll be fifty, ma. Yeah, the big five zero coming. This Even though year. she don't look at y'all, I like. I ain't trying to be funny, but she really do not look like she's about to be fifty years old. At I'm all. thirty six. I keep my age at two thousand fifteen. When the uh, federal government decided I had to come live with them for a while. 
So every year on my birthday, everybody be laughing, but I be like, laugh all you want to. I'm 36. Right. I'm going to be 36 for 10 years, then I'll let it go. <laughs> she holding on to that. I got a question for you, B. How was it interacting with your daughter, being it combined, you was gone 20 years, and she 21 now? Well, I did three before she was born. Okay. But um, I stayed in the visiting room. I was, my family did do that you know I stayed right. somebody kept her in that visit room whether it was my mama my brother my uncle we stayed in the visit room you know we stayed on the phone stayed mm-hmm. pen pal you, you don't have to do it by yourself no and to be honest I, my mind always was in the street my mm-hmm. body was in, in in prison but my mind was on the other side of the fence you know, people used to hate talk to me in the yard because they say the only thing I talk about was the street. I'm <laughs> 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 real. Man, real talk. Real they hate talk. talking to you now. And I want to take the time out also because, I mean, I ain't trying to have y'all think like, golly, Jazz's whole family is criminals. Because that's not the case. But different things happen in your life for different reasons and different chapters. Two oh, of my we cousins. got master degrees. Yeah, don't. Yeah, please don't get it twisted, anybody. We got plenty of degrees and street smart and book smart. But I do want to take this time to tell my two cousins. One is older, one is younger. Draco and Mondale, I love y'all. Keep your spirits high and keep it going. My cousin Draco, he recently lost his son, and I know that was super hard for him because, like my mother and my uncle, he couldn't come home for his son' funeral. His son was thirteen years old. And, you know, my cousin Shug, she she stay on top of doing her part as their mom and giving him giving both of them whatever she got and whatever she can. So I love them, too, and I miss them dearly because we yes. all three of us had a super tight special bond. And just telling people out there, just once again, I'm going to keep saying it, love on your family members and love who love you because you only get one of them. And we all got an expiration date. But while we're here, you pick up the phone, whatever. Don't just talk through social media, text, and pick up the phone. I love you. Let's meet up for family gatherings, potlucks, whatever it is. Love on your family because you only get one of them. And you for sure only get one mama, one daddy, and whatever else. So that's real important. And I know firsthand from going through the experience of my whole family, when you have them one minute and then you look up, you open your eyes and everybody gone and you trying to figure stuff out. Well, I guess, daughter, we don't have to ask you how was any of it for you because you put it all on the flow, how the experience was for you. I missed that. I see. I'll I'll look at it. The experience overall in the beginning, it was real hard to cope with. It was like, okay, this is like... Can't be life. This ain't it. This ain't how it's supposed to be. But as time go on and you got to buckle down, and I remember all the talks that my mom would have with me, like, just riding in the car. And sometimes I used to laugh a lot because I'm real silly. If anybody gets to know me personally, I'm super goofy. And she'd be, why are you laughing or different stuff? But <laughs> I took heed to all them conversations, and it would help me out of some of my darkest moments, even still to this day. If I feel myself getting down, because we all human, you go through stuff. I ain't all put together. I may look like it, but I'm learning. You remember those pep talks or just different advice. You're like, okay, that's okay. I need to take this with that. It's like a whole puzzle piece you put together. Like, okay, let, let's go for it. So it was hard, but 
Well, if anybody asks me, I'll tell them in a minute. I'd rather seen them behind bars or in the visiting room than standing at a grave site on any day. Amen. Ooh. That's not no good feeling because once they gone, they gone. So I didn't mind taking them drives, them phone calls, sending stuff. I felt like I added them in my monthly expenses. That's what it was. I felt like, hey, all right, this is what my uncle got. This is what my dad got. This is what my mama got. I'm about to ride it out with them. Whatever I can. And I started out working with minimum wage jobs, but I would make it happen, especially during tax time. <laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> you really be feeling like I'm on top. I, it just make you feel like you, you own your stuff. Like I can help them and I could do this. I could do that. So it's just, hey. Rakeba, I know you look and call in. Yeah, Rakeba, call in 248-579-5295. I know you got something to say because you don't hold back. <laughs> Anything you got to say, Uncle Eddie? Uh, man, I'm chilling, man. I, I like what you're doing. You know, I'm here, you know. You know, you know me, I ain't really talkative all the time. But, right. But I can, uh, you know, put it out there. You know, the information is needed because I do know what I know. Yeah. You know, so I like what you're doing because it gives it give me a chance to to – to put that information out there because I, I wouldn't get no podcast. I wouldn't get on no podcast and all that. So, you know, I commend you. And you know I tell saying? y'all when, when you got a family that's in that fast lifestyle, you do get time with them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say I never, Oh, I ain't had no moment with my mama. Cause I had plenty of moments and we lived in the same household, but you know that they busy. They, they got something to, obtained to on the outside world so now to see them in a regular mm-hmm. lifestyle you be like dang like oh okay i can call her up ma i need you to do abc xyz blah, blah. i need you to all right jazz i got you you can call my uncle hey i need you to do this he may slow poke but he gonna get to it so to see that it's it's pretty cool and amazing because you know that they moving fast pace and different things is coming their way or different people. So to see them in the a calm aspect for life and being available and to see how he is with his 12-year-old. Because when he left, she wasn't even born yet. That's, you know, that's pretty big. I guess, you know what, daughter? I guess I am calm now, huh? That's why, honey, yeah. Rekeba. What did she say? She got she got little mama with her. Oh, okay. Anaya. I love Anaya. Right, you can only let the little kitties hear so much. Yeah, but I guess I am calm because okay. prior to prison, I did have five and six cell phones in my purse on the bed. I mm-hmm. got to run here, run there, do this, do that, and make sure this okay, make sure that's okay. So I am calm now. Yeah, this you more calm, but you um, she's very overprotective of. Me and those two grandkids and family. Like so, nah, man. Don't ever call her and be like, <laughs> my, or she even hear a crack in my voice. What's wrong, Jasmine? I'd be like, uh, uh, <laughs> hey, but, but for real though, that time messed her up though. That 10 years did break my back, I'm but it didn't about, mess me I'm up. I'm talking about, guess what? I don't want a lamb chop. I don't eat this. I don't eat whatever, that stuff. Whatever she ate in 2005. What was it? 2003, 2005? Y'all left in 2005, July the 18th. That's still right after my 16th it's like, birthday. It like it warped her right there. And I'll be like, look, man, we can go here. We can eat you this. You know she a finicky You know what I'm saying? She be like, oh, you can cook. But sh- oh, you won't, you can't cook. You ain't going to eat nothing to cook anyway. <laughs> whatever. But, I'm just messing with I'm, you. I'm on the slow pace, you and you on the slow pace, too. Oh, it messed me thing. up a little bit, but I'm a strong individual. It only messed me up on walking around the house at 7 in the morning and 
driving uh, my household crazy because I can't sit still. You, you need know, to learn some like patience. Mm-mm. So, you know, when my mama first came home, is. and I laugh about this all the time, when she got her cell phones and stuff, and um, when she got her cell phone and different things like that, she kept talking so loud. I'm like, Mom, you are not in the phone room at the prison. <laughs> like, quiet down. It's just a small little funny stuff when you look back, like, wow, they really had to. Adjust to the real world and learn different things. Yeah, seriously, prison did make me loud like that. People be asking me, and then, mm-hmm. like, when people be like, why are you so loud? I'll try to, like, talk quiet or talk normal. Then they can't hear me. Right. But, like, when you um, do 10 years in, in these loud environments with mm-hmm. seven, 800 other women and right. one table slapping dominoes, another table playing spades, and, yeah. you know, it's just a lot going on all the time. And the officers is loud and you, you do tend to get to be a really loud person and you don't even know it. And I be laughing. But you know, you know what part you left out? What you part? You left out the part about all the other loud stuff, the intercom, the door sliding, the, mm-hmm. the keys, everything. But is see, loud. I was in that small camp and, oh, okay. and wasn't no intercom, but before there behind the fence, it was, but I'm just saying, just being in all that loud, um, environment for all that time, it did make me a very loud person. And sometimes I have to like with FaceTime because yeah. Eddie don't do nothing but FaceTime. I be in a grocery store or something. And we be talking so loud. People on aisle five or something can hear me. I'd be like, oops, sorry. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it did. Um, it did over time make me loud. But if a person bring it to my attention, I bring it down a couple of decibels. I will agree though. Cause with me working in manufacturing, I might be on the phone with you. We'd be so loud. So sometimes you'll find yourself talking loud. Like, ah, ah, but you got, I'm not at work. Do you think, um, being that you and my uncle was always so, you know, I always grew up in the same household and all that stuff. Was it hard being away from your brother also? Very hard. And not being able to pick up the phone. It was very hard. And it was very hard when uh, I got the call about my mom because I knew that with him being a mama's boy like he was, because my mother fight a brick wall about you telling something to Eddie Walker. I just knew that, um, like, dang, I need to be there for my brother. And we so many miles apart, ain't nothing I can do. But my counselor... I had a real cool counselor. Wherever you at out there in Kentucky somewhere, shout out to Miss Brown. She was all right. Every, like, 120 days, she I would remember. let me call him from my prison. And when my mom passed, um, she made sure I was able to get on the phone with him. And I just needed to hear his voice and, you know, like, are you okay? Because, mm-hmm. again, men in prison and women in prison is two different things. Yeah. Women can break down and cry, and you're going to have your whole support group right there patting you, hugging you. Men can't do that. So they got to go in the shower and cry. They got to go in private and cry because they still got to hold this image about being a man. Yeah. So they um, they don't do like, you know, like women do. So I was um, worried about him, like, a lot then. But, you know, we had never been split apart other than when we was real little and Grandma and them sent him down south. Mm Mm-hmm. To be with Uncle Elvin them. And once he got big enough to say, I want to go back with my sister. They sent them back. And we never was apart other than for the prison time. So, yeah, it was very hard for me to be away from him. Was it hard for you to be away from your sister? Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah. Because yeah. y'all, to me, almost like twins. Y'all, wait, you're apart. 
Yeah, we not it, far at all. Mom sure was trying to have some back to back. Yeah, <laughs> year apart and always been close. So yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, we don't had different times in our life where um, other people and other things thought maybe they could come between there and split it up, but it, it ain't never been that. Even with this situation, with this case, and and the prosecutors saying things that wasn't true, I'm like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'll talk to him when I get out, but whatever. But um, that day y'all picked me up, and uh, you had him and my grandson mm-hmm. and my Chicago sister Burns, and I had met Rick for the first time. I was very, very happy to see Jaden outside of that visiting room and glad to see you, but I was really glad to see my brother. I was like, I ain't seen Eddie since June 2005. Yeah. And I was like, wow, he looks good. He's like a grown man when he came home. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was what it was. I just felt bad for my sister because the her having to, I don't know, like, she's, I just felt like, you know, things happen real fast. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that she was even in such a situation, you know, in bed with, with, with let me say her family, us, mm-hmm. to that degree because I was too busy in the streets my damn self. Right. And I, I just felt bad for her because she, you know, had to go through all that like that. And it just was a bad situation because I never honestly wanted that for her. Right. I, 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 I did what I did, but I tried to keep her away from that. But then again, I didn't try to keep her away from it because whatever I was doing, you might well say she was doing too. She spoke about that early on you about know, you. So, you know, I felt bad that that played out for her like that. You know, she had to be, you know, going through all that and have to live this exterior of of a of said a woman slash I gotta get it like a nigga. You know what I'm saying? You know, I just never really wanted that for her, but you know, God worked the way he worked and, you know, she I looked truly, good, she yeah. cool. She didn't let that shit break her down and come home all on pills and, and, and weird and talking right. crazy and shit. So <laughs> you know it is what it is, man. But I, we, I gotta get. I'm about to get up out of here. I gotta get some okay. food. Okay. Thank you for coming. And, um, Thank you for your you know, time. We'll figure it out, man. What's the name of this? Now we gonna talk about Let's it. Let's talk. <laughs> we gonna talk about. You know, I make my own. Yeah, I yeah. say he yeah. change everything. He just change like everybody's name, everything. All like. right, but I'm gonna talk to y'all. Okay. All right. Love All right. You. All right, Ray. I see you over there. <laughs> He's so crazy. <laughs> All right. I'm All right. All right, if anybody got any questions, you just want to call and say, hey. Again, the number is 248-579-5295. He crazy. Go on out the studio. Close that door. (laughs) Eddie's crazy. (laughs) Oh, I got a caller. Hello? Hey, Jazz. Hey, who voice is this? Y'all better know my voice. Oh, cousin Toya! <laughs> hey, Taurus! I'm so mad. I wanted to get Eddie too, but he he done walked out because I'm like, dang, I gotta wait for Jasmine to say the number again because I didn't write it down. Yeah, he just uh, walked out. Yes, but Jasmine, let me tell you before I ask my questions that I'm proud of you. Thank you, and I love what you're doing with your platform because it's not a lot of positive platforms, especially from Black women that's really 
being a, a lot realistic about other things. You know what I'm saying? Like you hear people talking about relationships all the time, but here it is, you opening up to people and you allowing people to get to know you as the as the face of the show that you putting on the platform that you're using. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I my, my hat goes off to you for that. Thank so, you. I'm definitely you got my support. <laughs> Thank you. You always been supportive oh. and calling me Jasmo. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're going to always be Jasmo. You're going to always be Jasmo. But what I wanted to ask was this, you know, because, you know, I went through my little thing, but I went through my stuff as a juvenile. You know what I'm saying? And I know what my mind was, but I was a lot younger. So I just was kind of wondering, like, when y'all was in that situation, Saida, was it? was it times that you had thoughts about funny things and you know, reminisced about stuff that just helped you get through the day or through the week that you that you was able to hold on to? Yes, it was. That's a good question, Toya, because, yes, it was, because a lot of those thoughts and funny times and all of that would uh, pick me up on days when, when I was down and missing home and, you know, a holiday come because when you're in prison, it turned to Groundhog's Day. You do the exact same stuff every day over and over and yeah. over. You eat the same food. You see the same people. You do the same stuff. But then you can just out of nowhere be sitting there and start chuckling, laughing, thinking about some toy you did over on Kentucky and Pearson when we was young. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, it was a lot of times like that. And now that I'm free... Um, I still had those moments where I look back and laugh and think about all the times, all the different people that done came and go, you know, came and went, yeah. who's still in my life, um, who was there for me while I did that time, who was there for me when I came home. I think about a lot of little different stuff and bust out laughing and be like, oh, wow. Like, what was like the, if you could remember, what was the funniest moment you had just reminiscing? Mm, the funniest moment I had reminiscing. Some of the funniest moments I had reminiscing always was something about my mama. Because my mama was hilarious. Never was a dull moment. You know, like one time we was outside. This is crazy because you called in. We outside in Kentucky and we sitting by the tree. Well, we sitting on this big old rock and there's a couple of trees down and I saw a couple of my friends walking off and I thought about that time when my mama told you or Chrissy, y'all bitches better not go past that tree. tree. I ain't playing with y'all. And just bust out laughing. I was like, my mama was hilarious. I was thinking about, um, yes, I was thinking about some of the things she would say or do to the fellas, uh, Thinking about, you know, I would laugh about how she was just so overprotective of Jasmine. She was Jasmine crazy. That was her baby. Oh, but um, yes, I would I would think about times with Auntie. Now I would think about some of everything, and it would actually help me, you know, get through my time, the the uh the memories and all of that. And then like um like some people do their time without a visit. I couldn't do that. Every yeah. about every hundred and twenty days or something, I'd be I like, couldn't okay, handle it. I'm like, I need, need to a visit. see my mom. So with with the right. uh, funny memories and the visits, I I would be sitting there cracking up laughing. Yep, That's sitting there cracking up laughing, thinking about um old times. Yeah, yeah. How I, like I understand like being in that environment how. Sometimes it can mold your personality. Not that it not saying that it changes who you are, 
but kind of give you a different outlook and perspective on relationships and friendships and people. Mm-hmm. You know how you how you view things now. Do you did it did during that time give you a different perspective of how to deal with people and how to have different relationships with different people when you got out? It did because for one, you got to remember you just been placed in an environment with complete strangers. So you can either get right. along or you could fall apart and you got to be real careful with the relationship thing with prison because you can go into prison mm-hmm. and find yourself in a relationship. And I ain't talking about with yeah. no officer and I ain't talking about with no male. <laughs> so right. you, you know, right, you have to right. be careful on um, how far you let a friendship go. I have met some wonderful, wonderful um, women from doing my time. And that's my little sister click. Um, you know, Serena and Trina done met them. They know my two Detroit sisters. My two Detroit sisters know all my, I, you know, I don't even like to call them my prison sisters. They just my sisters, but that's right, where we met right. in prison. And we have a heck of a bond. Mm-hmm. And, um, we joined that's at the hip, like thing. I am with, with Auntie Ned and with you and with Reen and Trine. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'm that type of person. You either could love me or hate me. I ain't met many that yeah. hate me, but the few that do. Just don't get on their bad side. I don't care because I don't, I don't like <laughs> right. them neither. Right, because so personality ain't, ain't even that, yeah. ain't that type of person. You yeah, have an attractive, uh, 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 you have an addictive personality. You know, mm-hmm. anytime you could be with somebody and just laugh at every dang going thing and <laughs> turn around and have a heart-to-heart talk and get something out of it, that's, that's the person that you are easily to click with. You yeah, know but I, Somebody I, got a problem with that. Yeah. Something wrong with them. I've built good relationships and then, you know, like to this day, I'll get a DM out of nowhere from an older lady or a younger lady, somebody that I was locked up with. They'd be like, thank you, Saida, or thank you, CC. It depends on what they called me in there. Right. And they would be like, you know, I never would have got through that time without God and you. You were always a real, you know, bright, uh, positive person. Because I figure right. why spread all this negativity? This this right. where we at. This where we got to be. Focus and be positive. Chunk this time down and get on out of here and get back to your family. Mm-hmm. If any of the friendships mm-hmm. was meant to be, they still are. Yep. That's right. <clears throat> That's what's up. Well, I'm just happy that everybody is in good shape. Yes. We could still laugh. And, mm-hmm. and talk and cry. Y'all know y'all had me in tears talking about Auntie Shirley because, you know, she used to keep me rolling. She <laughs> wanted to be five every, every two hey, seconds and every 30 hey, seconds. Hey, Jasmine's dad, <laughs> Will, her, her her biological dad, Will, used to tell my mama, Shirley, I'm just keep I'm just holding my hand out and keep it there so you could just keep giving me five. Because <laughs> she a true Virgo. Well, I mean, she was a true Virgo. You would have got fives all day long. But I'm if you needed to get punched, she'd have gave you that, too. <laughs> yes. But I know she would be definitely proud of all of y'all. You know For what I'm sure. Saying? Because I know that there's one thing when a person is battling within themselves, you know, to do one thing, but you feel kind of stuck in doing something else because your desires is what you is what, what you're doing, but then it's like your mind is like, I know I ain't supposed to be going this way. I need to be over here. So I understand that straddling that battle. You know what I'm saying? So it had to 
something, it had to break that. You know what I'm saying? And I was listening to y'all, and it, it was encouraging to hear y'all talk about how y'all felt God played a very huge part in the direction that y'all ended up going in and the outcome. So that was encouraging, too, because some people still don't get it. Even going through all of that, and worse, some people still don't get it. Yeah, and, and a lot of do, too, so. a lot of people too. Because let me just add this in right quick. A lot of people too think that if you in the streets dealing and hustling, that all you know is uh, violence and money and all that. But you know, you would have to be in my inside circle to know that that was not all that what we and was doing was based right. on. Like myself and my co-defendant. I'm not gonna be putting his name on the air because you know he's super private. Right. But he was a you know, a big influence on the kids as far as their education and their religion. Because mm-hmm. every Saturday it was mm-hmm. mandatory. If you were spending the night over my house, you was going to the table and Bible study for an hour. And mm-hmm. he was like real strict about them grades. He ain't played them games with them oh, grades. Oh, yeah, I know. You know, I was and there to so, see it. I um, know he didn't do it for the kids. You know, right. People probably you know? thought like we didn't go to church and we didn't believe in God, but ain't none of that true. We believed in God. We still believe in God. And we went to church every Sunday. And whether I was donating mm-hmm. money that came from the streets or lending my limo that I bought with drug money for the pastor's anniversary, whatever it was, I still was trying to have a hand in doing something good. Exactly. But, you know, that just goes to show you this is why you the, the scripture says that do not be do not judge. Right. Because did nobody know y'all battling y'all fight, but God, you was str- you was straddling between I was. doing something right and doing something wrong, but God still knew your heart. So it don't even matter what people think. It's just encouraging to know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That my, I, I remember mama told me one time, she said, even the biggest liar tell the truth sometimes. That stuck with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, mama yeah. always had her old sayings. Yeah. But that stuck with me because a person could be out in the streets. Or a person could be a prostitute or a person could be an exotic dancer. People are going to judge them based off of what they see. Exactly. But you can't be fooled by the deception of the eyes because you can't read nobody's heart. Right. You don't know what kind of person this person is. You just going by what you see. So it don't matter if your lifestyle wasn't right at the time, but God still saw something in y'all to where he drew you out of that life and brought you to where you at. Now, <laughs> right. You know so, uh, and, and I thank him. You God. know, that's why I said I thank God for His grace and His mercy because He definitely, you know, put it over me and He put it over Eddie, and I'm glad He did. Yes. And I'm glad He's still Lord, doing it. Still here. Mm-hmm. Still here. And that's a beautiful thing. And Jazz, I got one question for you. Yes. Do you feel like, now, I'm just, this is just my question because, you know, I grew up how I grew up. I didn't grow up with my either one of my parents. Right. And I know what I went through, although I had, you know, my grandparents and I had y'all and stuff like that. But well, it's still, did you ever feel like despite of the system that you did have when Sida was gone, did you still feel like there was a piece of you missing in your life? Yeah, big I feel like a big part was missing. You know how you can feel that heartache or feel like some is ripped and some yep. not there. I felt that on a day to day basis. And how you know, now? Hmm. Okay, go ahead. I'm because I got one more cat. No, what was you saying? I just okay. How do you? How did that affect you building relationships with other people? Um. Mm. 
it didn't affect it didn't affect me as much. Mm-hmm. It made me. I'm gonna say this with me having that that emptiness because I knew my mother wasn't here, wasn't physically here. It made mm-hmm. me run into people that I, that was right. It's like. It's, I'm gonna say it's like if God would put them around me that He knew the ones was right that was for me or that I needed or needed me, you know, perhaps. Right, so right. it definitely was a it was an eye opener for me to learn the importance of friendships or even old friends and keeping them around. So it was mm-hmm. a big help because I think honestly, had they not went to prison and different things may have still been the same that fast lifestyle. How can you ever really know who really there for you or who trying to reap the benefits or something like that? So I did take that situation and say, you know what, this is going to help me in my future with knowing who my friends are. I don't want to ever be friends with nobody. I got to question them to my left or to my right or where they stand at with me. So Mm, I know that's right. Yeah, that was real important for me. Okay, now this is my last question because somebody else might be trying to call in. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's the, that space that you had away from your family, uh, Asida, Eddie, and all of that, do you feel like that helped you develop a strength, uh, a more of an independence of, of a strength of within yourself to be more independent? Yes, was it like, I do. Was it a motivation? Yeah, because you, you, yeah. you get this urge and you like, I I gotta get it. I gotta get it done. You get this urge and ambition because mm-hmm. you you looking at it as not only can I fail myself or dumb myself down or slack on myself, I don't want to fail you. You know, as as a child right. growing up, even as an adult, like I told my husband this morning, you always want to make your parents proud or parent whomever is mm-hmm. around. You always want to make them proud in any kind of way. So I would take that and roll with like, I got to do this. I got to do that. And like I said, I bumped my head a few times. I ain't perfect, but hey, I learned from it. I got up and I kept going. And still to Mm -hmm. this day, my motto, and I'm grown with kids, but I still be like, I want to make my mama proud. I want to do something Mm -hmm. to have my mama brag on like, well, my daughter doing this, doing that. Ain't nothing about no material, nothing or any of that. I just want her proud. Right. Just like I want my kids right. proud of me, and I hope they would do the same. I hope the gen, you know, the generation just keep going. Right. And let me just say I this before out. you hang up, Toya. I've always, always, and I still do tell Jasmine, Ebony, Courtney, Demi, Lil Quan, uh, Dante, all of them, Gregory, all of them. These streets ain't for y'all. What we did was to keep y'all out of that. And we, between me and my co-defendant and my brother and Serena and everybody on our case that went to prison, we did enough time for everybody in the world. So don't no child that was raised up under me need to be having nothing to do with the streets. Get a job. Go to school. If you went to school and you got your degree, use it. Do something with it. If you didn't get your degree, so what? You still shining. Get you a job. Come up, but come up legally. You do not want to acquire all those nice things for the government to come in and take it all in one day. For real. Because trust me, people don't understand the street life is just as hard as a real job. It's harder. (laughs) It's harder. I swear I tell people that all the time. It's harder. Mm -hmm. Ain't nothing nothing easy about it. They just look like it is, but it ain't. Okay. Well, I'm proud of everybody. Thank you. Jasmine. 
God bless everything that you're doing. You don't grew up. You you doing your thing. You got your family. You know what I'm saying? So I, if you was my daughter, I would be proud as hell. I'ma just say that. I am proud of you, so daughter. I know. Thank you, mom. Yep. Thank you, cousin. I know she is. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it, it has to make a parent feel good when you give your kids all your jewels. You just don't know when they're young. But as they get older, you start to see the things that you try to teach them start flourishing. And it does make you feel good. So keep doing your thing, Jasmine. I will. And I love y'all. Love you, too. I hate I miss Edo, but I'll get with him next time. <laughs> and I'll see y'all soon, Jasmine. Okay. Keep doing your thing. All right. Okay. All right. See y'all later. All right, you guys, we're getting close to an end, and I want to genuinely and truly appreciate everybody for listening in, everybody been watching on Facebook. You know, y'all can't hear the callers, but just for y'all to see the realness and the rawness in the most humble way. And this lesson, once again, has also taught me who your real friends are. And I'm going to say my two best friends that ride the wave with me from left to right or whatever, Ranisha Thomas and Dakota Humes, my kids' godparents. I thank y'all. I thank my husband. He he drive me crazy sometimes, but he He's helped me here. with the master plan <laughs> on a lot of stuff. And just thank y'all again, and I look forward to keeping this show going. If y'all got any questions or anything, insight, I'm on Facebook, Jasmine Walker. I'm on Instagram, underscore Jasmine Sade. Feel free. But I will see you guys next week. Love you all. Have a peaceful Sunday, and stay ready so you never have to get ready.